1: And now, the group you've all been waiting for, the Lovers of Five!
2: Hi, I'm David, and I'd like to tell you about my favorite number, which is the number five. And the number five is my favorite number because it has one straight line here. And then it has a round line on the bottom here. And then it has another line on the top
0: I love singing about the number five. Give me five. five. Ah,
1: give me five. Give me five. Give me one, two, three, four. Give me five. Give me, give me, ah, give
0: me one, two, three, four. But if you love me more.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, me five. Give me five. That's right. Give me five. Welcome everyone into the five by five here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head.
0: You? The Chairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: And I am your host, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you back into another edition of the 5x5. And it is about time for us to revisit one of our favorite guests on the program, becoming a three-time guest on the 5x5.3. And if you all have been doing your math and doing the counting, then you know that we are returning the commissioner himself, Mr. Saturday Night PC Tunney, welcome back to the program. I like the nickname enough that it's going to stick. Might even show up on Bandwagon Nerd someday.
0: Oh boy, I'll take it. I'll take it. I always enjoy Saturday night, especially when there's a great host on Saturday Night Live. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just fun to talk SNL. It's just a, a staple in pop culture that lends itself to all the other avenues that pop culture consumes
2: yeah you're you're absolutely right and it's it's so funny you don't even have to watch the entire show weekly like like if you like it's still something that people water cooler talk about and then you can go and catch snippets on youtube like their youtube channel or whatever that's what the mrs o'dowd does like the mrs o'dowd comes around to sketches like she watches the recap of SNL. Like we don't record it, but she'll go back and she'll track down sketches that made the news because that's like, it's a legit article on Sundays uh, on various like news outlets in their entertainment section. Like here are the best and worst sketches in SNL. And so this week we decided to, to again, tackle a Saturday night live uh, topic because you're Mr. Saturday night, of course. So we're going to do that. And we we picked one that we thought was going to be broader than what it turned out to be which was interesting because uh, i loved it and, and we'll talk a little bit more on it but to this this time around this week's edition of the 5x5 five five is going to be the five best and five worst Saturday night live feature length movies and i remember when we first when we first pitched this one i was like yeah that's great let's do it and then you, you came to me before we started recording and were like, Well, and why don't you, what was the well?
0: There's only 11 of them.
2: There are 11 SNL feature films, and <laughs> that surprised me. But then I got to thinking about it. And I think um, when we had talked about this previously, one of the things that we talked about was um, you know, there's a lot of Saturday Night Live cast members who've gone on to do feature length films that i um i think that what we've seen happen is cast members have taken characters they've played and personas they've played and turned them into different characters in feature films adam sandler has basically been playing the same fool character from <laughs> from his snl days in every movie he does. he did every comedy like billy madison happy gilmore little nicky mr deeds they're all variations of the same sort of character he played on SNL. And so much so that people didn't like his serious forays. Like Punch Drunk Punch Drunk Love, which is a very, very good movie, people really fought against uh, and were like, oh, this isn't interesting. Um, it's just, it's strange no, to they,
0: me. They want Adam Sandler to do zippity-doo.
2: Yeah, they wanted to do goofy stuff. And then critics will roast him for doing uh, doing what made him famous like he he put out a halloween movie that was part of his netflix deal that i actually liked quite a bit but it's definitely his 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 full character doing his full thing same thing with chris farley chris farley with the the big guy that falls sort of routine like that's what tommy boy was that's what black sheep was that's what everything he seemed to do even when he would guest you know if he would show up as a co-star in a in a out of david spade same thing snarky short guy uh, but you know, lost and found underrated little rom-com with David Spade, where he way out kicks his coverage with his love interest in that movie.
0: What's your favorite Adam Sandler weird. Not, what's your favorite Adam Sandler comedy, like Adam Sandler style comedy, not dark comedy, the one you mentioned, but like out of his comedies, what's your favorite one?
2: My favorite Adam Sandler comedy of all time is, is happy Gilmore, happy Gilmore. Yep. Um, because I felt like Billy Madison was way too zippity doo and happy Gilmore sort of is much more focused and and just in sort of like he's much, in my opinion, he's much more likable as, as the character that he is. And you can't get past Norm MacDonald, not that Norm MacDonald, but uh, the other Norm MacDonald who played Shooter McGavin and still cashes in on being Shooter McGavin even today.
0: Shooter. For me, Mr. For for me, Mr. Deeds and Little Nicky are really underrated and excellent. Yeah. I like Mr. Tops, Deeds a lot. John yeah. Turturro is in that
2: and is it is very good. sneaky good. Sneaky sneaky. Sneaky
0: sneaky. Yes. Sneaky sneaky.
2: That is my money?
0: <laughs> ah, good stuff. <laughs>
2: All right so we're gonna we're gonna do a couple things first before we go we're gonna treat this uh, the way we've been doing the 5x5 five five now after after the flip so for those of you who heard the early days we would do the worst first and the best we're flipping it we're doing the best first and then the worst uh, for these uh, these films We're gonna take our first commercial break and then when we come back we will break into our best SNL movies 5 of the 11. Will be hitting your list. So you're listening to the five by five on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade. You can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save ten percent. That's AngryLemonade.net.
2: All right, welcome back. As I mentioned, this is another episode with Mr. Saturday Night himself, PC Tunny. So, we are covering an SNL topic. This week's topic is best and worst SNL movies, but there's only 11. And so, first things first, one of these 11 didn't make our list. So, We're going we're gonna to go ahead. I think Tunney's probably already got him up in front of him because he's really good about this. He probably has all 11 up in front of him now. Uh, and, and you're going to rattle them off, and then let's see which ones didn't make our list. Because it may be that you have one on your list that I don't – I bet you that you have one on your list that I don't have on mine.
0: Well, yeah. I, the one that didn't make the good or the bad out of all the 11 for me is yes. Blues Brothers 2000 mcgruber okay well it's funny because they're like okay so if you if you if you listen to one through eleven right they're like blues in the middle blues brothers 2000 is six and mcgruber is seven so yeah it's like you know they're right there
2: right so mcgruber MacGru- was my in between and here i'll even share why mcgruber didn't make my list i never saw the movie so like it made it easy for me to be like well i haven't seen that one fuck that film and and so mcgruber didn't make congratulations mcgruber because i haven't watched you i have i don't get to be the east german judge regarding which now if dave ungar is listening to this he's gonna make me do like a nerd review of mcgruber and
0: and god help me he will he will that's your that's my penance that's my punishment (laughs) you'll call it you'll call it patrick's indifference um and you know what you should do is halfway through your review, the, the page should explode and then you don't get, and it just goes, but Nice, nice. Have you watched the streaming show? Like,
2: because isn't it like a streaming series now on like Peacock or something?
0: I think on the second half of our our lists here, as we start our worst list, I'll tell you why I haven't. Okay, fair it enough. Well, my worst, it's, it's my worst side, not my best side.
2: Fair enough. All right. Well, then let's get to it. I'll kick us off this time around. Reminder of the rules for those of you who, for some reason, aren't listening to us, which I don't understand at this point. If you're not following yeah. the 5x5 five five and you're not listening to Bandwagon Nerds, what, you even, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You're here because you want great you want great content, and we give that to you. So, basic rules. They never change. We're going to take turns giving our five bests. If one of us has the same film higher up on our list, we pause until we get to that on whoever's list is highest so if uh, MacGruber was higher on Tunney's list in the best he would raise his hand and we would pause that being said I'm going to go first this time around with the best SNL movies my number five was The Coneheads Dan Aykroyd Jane Curtin higher on PC Tunney's list your number five I feel like this is going to be a thing
0: <laughs> uh, my number five is Wayne's World 2
2: Oh shit! There's twelve. Wayne's World Two didn't make my list either. That can't be right. One, two,
0: three. What do you what do you think is of is a, one of the eleven feature films? Uh, well, now I'm afraid. Well, we'll get we'll
2: yeah, get we'll, to get to it. It. we'll get to it. Oh, I we'll bet get you! It. I bet you! I have one that you don't. No, man. No, we'll find out. find out. All
0: right, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll find out whether or not I missed one. The internet missed one, or Patrick added one. We're gonna find out soon enough. All right. Um, I bet you it's like a thing. All right, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Wayne's World two. It's a good movie. It's just yeah. the second one. That's all. It's fine. It, that's it. It's good. It's it it's, d- it's a good.
2: Movie. I do have to say that one of my favorite jokes. I actually that oh, from that I tell all the time. I already
0: know what. I already know what it is. Can I, can I say that I've, we've worked together enough and I know you well enough that I know what the joke is?
2: I, I bet you're wrong, but make a guess.
0: Okay. Is it when they go to sign the contract? Nope. Oh, okay. My, I was going to guess the, the lower, cross uh, the, cross the T's cross and the t's dot, the, and lower dot the
2: lower case J's. J's. No. <laughs> no, which is a great <laughs> fucking joke. No, for some reason, I don't know why this cracks me up, but every time he does it, it cracks me up. It's like the crowd is getting restless, waiting for Axe to show up at, at Wayne Stock. and Garth comes up on the stage. He's like, may I have your attention, please? There is some bad red rope licorice circulating through the crowds. Repeat, do not eat the red rope licorice, and the crowd gets pissed <laughs> off at him. Kills me every time. I love that joke. I don't know why. It's not even that funny... Out of the context of the show, but he loved because he eats red rope licorice all the time. Like it's in Wayne's car, it's a whole thing. But yeah, it's it was low It was it was fine. Like it's a it's a it's an in- entertaining movie. It's basically the same movie at the end of the day, though.
0: In coming up with this list, the only thing that I have been inspired to and will do is go back and watch both Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two. I'm, at oh, some yeah. point, I'm going when I time to do it, I'm gonna do that. None of these other movies I need to go back and watch. Either I know them from, fr- from front to bottom in my mind. Anyway. Uh-oh. All
2: right, are you still with me? All right, yeah, okay. Felt like I lost time. It's your number four, though, my friend, because you... my number five was higher on your list, so now it's your number four.
0: Well, you seemed very fervent about it and I mean, I think it's just a better movie than Wayne's World 2. I wasn't a big fan of the skit um or or the whole Coneheads phenomenon, but it is a very good movie and it is very funny and it does star some very, very important people. Right, it it's
2: a low key I love I I loved the sketch from the 70s when when Dan aykroyd and Jane Curtin were from France. Uh and, and seeing them bring that sketch forward into the 90s, it didn't like it didn't do great in the theaters. But it's just one of those like sort of low key underground comedies. Chris Farley again playing that uncut. Like uh, so many of the '90s era Saturday Night Live people are in that uh, in that movie as well. That uh, kind of get a little bit of their feet wet in making that film. And and I just I have a soft spot for Dan Aykroyd. As you're going to find as we talk about good Saturday Night Live movies. And, and as well he, you should. He is so, he's so great. I think he's such a great, he's a little off. Like if you've ever listened to him talk about aliens and conspiracy theories, he's interesting, but he's a hell of a writer. He's a hell of a comedic writer and wrote some great, great stuff. And, and Coneheads is one of them. He's on the spectrum. Is he not? Uh, you know, I don't know well enough to know, but um, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Like that, especially, especially when Elon Musk, came in and 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 um but you talk about uh movies making money or not do you want to run down the list of the so what maybe we'll find the 12th movie here um whether it is the 12th movie or not uh but would you like to you brought it up you want to hear how each movie what their budget was and what they made sure
2: do you want to do it as we rattle off the movie that way we're oh, not we can
0: do that yeah sure we can go back so uh blues brothers 2000 uh the budget was 28 million Worldwide, they made, well, United States, there was no worldwide money. Uh, but overall, they made $14 million, So they lost half of their budget there on that movie. Brought that up already. Um, Wayne's World 2, $40 million budget, $48 million made. So they profited there. And Coneheads, $33 million budget. They made $21 million on that. So they lost yeah. money.
2: Financial right flop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that was your number four, which means it's my number four. I'm worried this is going to be on your worst list, but I, you, I love this movie. It's the ladies man with Tim Meadows higher on your list.
0: Excellent. So move on to your, you don't, number. don't know my love for the ladies, man. Oh my goodness. It's a, so, well, it's we a, haven't really talked about this my, movie. It'd it be to my number three. So we can talk about it right now.
2: I, I don't know if I was talking to you about it. No, I wasn't talking to you. I care I was talking cuz it was a, uh, I was walking around talking to a buddy of mine. My favorite moment in The Ladies Man, Leon Phelps, uh, you know, the fact that Billy D Williams in there notwithstanding is in the climax of the movie where Will Ferrell, the angry leader of the anti-husband Bob, has finally captured Leon and they're going to wrestle cuz he is obsessed with Greco-Roman wrestling and eventually lance lance gets himself out of the situation he starts talking to all the other husbands and he's like man your wife loves you every time i was getting nasty on her she was just talking about she would scream out your name he's going through all these different husbands and finally he gets to will ferrell's character and he's like lance well lance you're clearly gay and that's cool but you tried to oil me up and that's not cool (laughs) it's it's the way he delivers it the way everybody just sort of agrees with it, oh, it's brilliant stuff. And Tiffany Thiessen plays Will Ferrell's wife in that, and she is still smoking Kelly Kapowski hot at the time when that movie came out. She's still pretty now; yeah. like, she's a gorgeous woman. Like, love uh, Kelly. Or I'm sorry, yeah. Tiffany. Her name is not Kelly. Oops.
0: No, but to you, the people like you and me, when when we grew up, you know, Kapowski, that was our man. wheelhouse. You know, I would wake up in the morning when my alarm gave out a warning, uh, you know, I, I, I watched there. I, I started, I saved by the bell love saved by the bell. on oh, yeah. NBC, right. Oh my God. Um, uh, but yeah, the ladies, man, to me, I quote that movie more than almost any movie. Love the movie. Yeah. And the magic happened over there and in that waste paper basket and up there in the curtains. Yeah. That one was a long shot. Um, it looked like someone took two fine hams and stuffed them down the back of your dress. <laughs> you know, uh, is love, like, not like the unlikely likeliness of two likely unlikely lovers coming across in the stars. Stuff like that is just amazing, you know. When and, we, when we know, get to uh,
2: underrated, overrated cast members, Tim Beto is maybe the top of oh, my oh, list as goodness. an underrated cast
0: member. I mean, about my car, it does not exist. <laughs>
2: You hold but, on tight to someone you love. You hold on tight to that woman oh you love man. and do it in the butt. In
0: the butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wrote a slot this morning.
2: <laughs> so good. It's
0: just a great movie. It's such a great movie. Uh, there's so many one-liners in there. Yeah, I mean, I. It, it's number and, three on my list. And how did it do financially? Okay, not good. Not good at all. <laughs> it had... <laughs> a 24 million dollar budget it did 13 million but it did make 126,000 um outside of the united states so there you go ooh they got that going for them yeah all right so that was your yeah, number man. 3 right yes so should i bring it back with my number 2 here
2: well no i haven't done my number 3 yet so it's got it cuz my my number 4 yeah. was, my number 4 was the ladies man what well, did you yeah, do you your number be- 4
0: uh, it was Coneheads. So we we just we're, we're staggering.
2: Ball. I see. Yeah, yeah, I got NBA. you. Then. So my number three is uh, the Blues Brothers. One of the higher on your list. So we're we're getting to the splitting hairs part of this. It's two. It's two. So it's gonna be next. Here we go again. It's it's like we're it's circular. Happy. It's circular. It's up and down and around. I, arguably the most quotable of the Saturday Night Live movies out uh. there. Um, we're on a mission from God. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Yes. Um, the music is phenomenal in that. All timers as guests, uh, as as guest stars in this. Uh, you know, you got Ray Charles, you got Aretha Franklin, just to to name to name two that have full on routines. It's Aykroyd and Belushi at their, you know, at their absolute best as a pair, even though Belushi was really struggling with his addiction issues during that during the filming of that. Carrie Fisher uh, is a is a is the jilted lover of Jake Blue. I think it's Jake. Yeah, Jake, um, who, who's coming after them with a bazooka. John Candy is in that movie, uh, as the as the policeman chasing him down. It's so much they're stuck in the country Western bar and they only know one song and it's the theme from Rawhide. So they just sing it over and over and over again. Ah, I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah. It's hard not to love. Like you said, the, the unbelievably amount of lines that you can quote time after time, after time, John Belushi. I mean, come on. It's yeah. Him and Chris Farley. Anytime you can, you know, it, this is this is Tommy Boy, right? I right. mean, it's a different movie. It's different humor. It's a different type of movie. But it's you can those two guys. You you. I feel like you can kind of compare them as far as their style and their presence and 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 their short term success. Um, it, it, that's the first thing I think of. And then, how about the continuation of? The Blues Brothers phenomenon, right? John Kreitman right. joins the band. Jim Belushi's in there now. They did another movie, right? Um, we're going to talk on that.
2: We're going to talk on that in the second
0: half of the show, though. We will. Oh. We will. We will. Oh. They, they, they've done Saturday Night Live musical performances and such. Yep. So it's just a, an iconic thing right there, the Blues Brothers.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we'll live on well
0: past any of us. So
2: that was your number two. As we continue the stagger.
0: I think, I think this is going to be the, the question mark here. Is this a Saturday? Because I think I think we both have the same number one. Or no, maybe my not. No, Nope.
2: My number two is Wayne's World. So I'm assuming it's your number one. That's,
0: yeah. So what is this mystery movie that did not make the 11 list that I've seen?
2: So it's, it's not a recurring character sketch. It was a one-time sketch when Tim Robbins hosted called Bob Roberts. And Tim robbins plays a country folk singer who is like running for president and it is a movie that is made in the form of a mockumentary you can't find this thing really anywhere it is the most critically positively rated film out of all of the snl based films it is based on this sketch that started at saturday Night live when tim robbins hosted he is like this folks and it's like this scathing commentary on american politics in the 90s it's it's really really good it's i i actually after going through the list and i was like oh i haven't watched that forever i couldn't find it anywhere other than through my public library like i had my public library. what's that what's it called bob roberts stars tim robbins has an extraordinarily young Jack Black in it, um, has some other SNL cast members. It's it's really good. And it's a deep cut. And, and I, I mean, if you want to hang me up and be like, well, technically you're right, I guess. Technically I'm right. I'm just
0: saying. It, it, it's okay. So it's, a, it's an SNL character movie, but it's not an SNL feature film.
2: Well, uh, whatever. Okay. You to know, hold me up that way. That's 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 that's, that's going to be your quibble.
0: that's a taste of your own. That's a, you. Time out. Time out. Hold crum- on. Hold on.
2: Judges, judges, judges. I'll allow
0: it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Wayne's you, World. No, 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 no. It's interesting. Like, I want to go watch it now. Like, and I don't even remember this character on Saturday Night Live. So I need right. to go back and watch this sketch. I can go watch this movie. But like, I think. I didn't even know this existed, so I'm glad you brought it up because I think for the people listening that are SNL fans, a lot of people might not have known about this, right? But as far as technicality, uh, Lorne Michaels SNL production, a feature film, that is not one, but that's fine. I you know, um- we did a- another SNL episodes the other week and i included steven seagal when he was clearly banned like wisconsin and lsu now i remember bringing that up so that's fine it's one one we're even now it's do, good. well no
2: no it's two to one mr two selections for a number don't be trying that shit <laughs>
0: I, I turned him into honorable mentions
2: bro. yeah that totally changes everything <laughs> okay anyway no but it's really i i do highly encourage people to check it out and it got it it was critically really well received. It it was, I think it scored something like a 93 on 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's, it's a very interesting look at the political landscape in, in the nineties. I think it came out like 93, 94. So Clinton, George Bush time or uh, Clinton time. Uh, And he plays like a conservative sort of esque player as this like folk singer. Like it's, uh, it's really, really good. It's really, really well done. And it's funny. It's, it's really funny, especially if you were a child of the 90s, you know, or you grew up in that era. Like, go back and take a look at it. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's worth the watch. Even if, as Tunny says, it, it gets by in, in my world based on a technicality because I based it on a character and not an SNL feature film. Anyway, I, let's talk about I couldn't Wayne's t-
0: World. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the numbers on that film. Let's, uh, let's run down the rest of the numbers here first. Blue right. Brothers, 87 million budget, made $115 million worldwide. Yowza! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne's World, the most profitable movie of all time. $20 million budget, $120 million, $122 million in the United States, an additional $62 million worldwide, one hundred eighty. million three plus million dollars for Wayne's world and it earned every penny of that
2: and, and to be honest if you'd have told me that that movie was gonna be as big as it was like I didn't believe it like and, and I was part of the target demographic that movie by the way is what ignited my love for queen I've I've talked about this and it ignited a lot of people's discovery of the band in the first place uh, because the re-release of that music video, with with Wayne's World interspersed in there with the scene from the show, that made all of the difference. All all of the difference. It was amazing to listen to, and I I got to tell you, there's just so many there's so many great moments of that. Uh, Garth dreaming about you know approaching his dream girl and playing Foxy by Jimi Hendrix on the jukebox while he goes up to him. the soundtrack. The oh, the soundtrack is amazing. The yes,
0: soundtrack. yes, you just you mentioned the two bigs already.
2: Tia Carrera, just nothing, nothing uh-huh. more needs to be said about Tia Carrera at the
0: time. For watching this movie,
2: yep, Rob Lowe. Um, ah, gosh, I'm gonna forget. So uh, again, Chris Farley's in there as, a, as a, in a guest spot. Uh, so Garth's
0: like, girlfriend, Garth or Garth's girlfriend is. Um... Alec Baldwin's ex-wife, right? No, yeah, that's like in Wayne's
2: world, um, Wayne's world. Wayne's world Two, It's Kim Basinger, um, who gets in, in the first. One. It's some unknown like
0: model. Uh, but that's one of the most best. That's one of the most noticed and repeated lines too, is let's go Garth where I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. Right. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, Hey Wayne, did, did you ever find bugs bunny attractive when he put on a wig and dressed up like a girl bunny? No. I I was just asking.
0: I, okay, so DP and I have listened to the same two morning radio jockeys for our entire, like, existence of our friendship. Like, from high school on, it's Bob and Brian in the morning, and they have a uh, a bit called the one-question line, where you can call, and they say one-question line, and you ask them a question. If you don't phrase your question in the form of a question, they hang up on you. You would appreciate that. Um, I do. I like my I asked rules. That. I asked that once.
2: Nice. What did they say? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I was just asking. I was just asking. That's <laughs> that's, that's the best part of it. Is <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's uh, yeah. Uh, Rob Lowe is is hilarious in there. You didn't think you'd actually end up Wayne, did you? cavity search guy well, wayne's ex-girlfriend yeah oh gosh stacy alert uh, um
0: stairway denied.
2: when he opens up the door to the, the the people he's like uh the the army dudes trading and garth's like what's this all for he's like i i don't know i just always wanted to open a door with a bunch of guys trading for some big combat thing excellent And they shut the door
0: uh contractor uh, no i will not bow down to any sponsor yeah uh street hockey game on game yep off.
2: well i i KMP. use that in my daily life
0: yeah game on
2: game on okay um and then i love you man yeah i mean no yeah no, i, I if you're gonna spew, love you
0: man. if you're gonna spew spew with this
2: right good stuff all right, excellent number one, and yes, that was used intentionally. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will give you the worst of the worst uh, SNL movies, and I'm sure that all five of mine fit within the rules. At least I hope they do, because I, I don't need to hear hear about this again. I need to keep my two to one lead uh, on on Tony. Now, if you enjoy the five by five, and you enjoy what we do here at the chair shot radio network and the Chairshot.com, then you really should do your part and support us by heading over to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot and invest in one of our multiple awesome t-shirts designs. I just so happen to be wearing the hashtag safe tag team wrestling shirt right now. Very, very important to me. It is my lost cause political movement in the world of wrestling, but damn it. I'm going to represent and the chair shot can help you represent by going over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot and investing in one of our mini designs. You can spend just a mere $19.99, but if you want to feel fancy, get something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style, spend a few dollars more. Again, we love putting quality content out there for you day in and day out here at TheChairShot.com, and we can't do that without your help and support and the best way to do that is at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot when we come back the worst snl movies of all time you are listening to the five by five on the Chairshot radio network a part of the chair our
1: bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling.
1: Make sure you check it out. TheChairShop.com
2: Okay, we're back and we are ready to disappoint you with the worst of the worst. Saturday Night Live movies out there. Tony, I gotta tell you. There was no crossover, no real crossover in, in list that, to my knowledge, maybe because I mucked it all up with Bob Roberts, but, uh, but I don't think, I, I don't know that we're going to have something. Was there anything on, I don't think there's no, anything on my I, best. It's going to be on no. your worst.
0: No, you had MacGruber in the middle. So blues brothers, 2000, made your bottom five. It did. And then I have, and then the other four are all, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's no crossover. It was just the MacGruber Blues Brothers 2000. We'll see. We'll see if Blues Brothers 2000 where it is there. That's Um, true.
2: Well, and I'm going to hand it over to you to kick off the worst because I kicked off the best. So let's get your number Uh, five.
0: Mine was was MacGruber. Uh, The sketch was great. The movie was horrible. It didn't. It's it's quality because it's short, right? Uh, Betty White on MacGruber is one of the top 50 sketches in SNL history period and that's a that's a that's a pretty fucking bold statement if you think about how many sketches have been done in the history right. of Saturday Night Live Betty White on, on uh, McGruber is fucking hilarious on SNL the movie uh, yeah out of 11 it's 6th
2: yeah I never I never saw it um, it's it just it, it's never like I get it a MacGyver parody haha that's kind of funny and again I think it is you, you just mentioned it it, when it's one joke, it's really hard to carry one joke through a 90-minute-plus film, and that's really what you're doing. And that's, that's ultimately the problem with all, almost all of my list is that it's trying to carry a 90-minute joke or carry a four-minute joke for 90 minutes, and that's just hard to do.
0: MacGruber, $10 million budget worldwide, $9.2 million. There you go.
2: All right. My number five, Molly Shannon, Will Ferrell, superstar. All right, here we go again. It's PC Tunney's number four. four. Let's get jilted. Go ahead. So here's the thing. I I hated the Mary Kathleen Gallagher sketches. So to have an entire movie, like I get it. It was still kind of weird to me. It kind of got the armpit thing. Yeah, like I just like. That to me wasn't funny. It was gross. I put
0: my hands underneath my armpits and then I smell my like this.
2: Right, like I just no, no, disgusting, gross, and I hated it. Um, and so when they made a movie, and I, I don't even remember how I did. I it had to be like I was stuck and could like I was like with friends and they had it on or so, like because I did not willingly watch this film because it's it, I is stupid and I hate it. I hated the sketch and I basically largely ignored the movie because I didn't find the sketch funny. So that's why it was my number five. You'd think it was higher up with how much I just ripped on it there, but
0: it's not. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I, I enjoyed the sketch. I always did. Um, yeah. Molly, Molly Shannon is phenomenal, by the way. Um, Terrific. You know, actress, her, her, yes. I'm, her I'm 50 character is, is See, amazing. DP. DP, I couldn't get, couldn't wait to get to the fiftieth. So we're gonna after we're done recording this right now, I'm gonna record the three hundred twentieth episode of of the DWI podcast. D, DP and I couldn't wait to get to the fiftieth episode oh, when I we bet. first started. This is probably like six years ago uh, to play Molly Shannon saying, "I'm 50.
2: Oh, I, I love that sketch too. That's not yeah. the sketch that got turned into a movie though. It's Superstar, which was shit um sorry i'm being really hard on these movies damn um all right it's i fair. i can't wait to turn 50 so that i can yell i'm 50 because when i turned 40 i channeled my gundy it was like i'm a man i'm 40 and so yeah. like i i'm totally that immature um but that was my number five and your number four and so what's your
0: four? and then we'll go into the threes
2: it's uh blues brothers 2000 Um. Okay. It's not a good hit, movie. I just left hit, it in the
0: middle, just because of well, the Blues Brothers.
2: I, I I used to watch the Blues Brothers religiously, like all the time. Like, and I think that's a big reason as to why, like, I don't like the movie's not good in its own right. But it, it like tried to capture the magic of what I thought was a, a magical film being put together with the Blues Brothers in the Woo's brothers 2000 and I got the idea and I appreciated the spirit hated the movie it didn't it felt it felt cash grabby it felt nostalgia grabby nostalgia grabby and it really was like that's basically what the movie was it just it just wasn't very good to me
0: a cash grab it was not my friend 28 million dollar budget barely made a lick over 14 million
2: and I I mean I get that it didn't make bank but I I think that's what they were trying for. It just, it didn't work. The the feel wasn't there and, and that really hurt that movie. So that's, that's my number four.
0: No, I got you. All right, let's get into the number threes. My number three. Oh my goodness. The biggest failure economically in Saturday night live history. Uh, It's Pat. It's higher on your list. All right. What's your number three?
2: My number three is night at the Roxbury.
0: And that's my number two. So we can just keep going here.
2: Uh, again, this is another one of those where we're trying to take a, a four-minute joke and make it an hour and a half-long movie, and they're not likable characters. And so it's really hard to to get behind the, them trying to like make it in a movie. And like, you like, you're supposed to pull for these guys. They're douchebags. They're they're terrible. And that's the joke. I get that that's a joke, but it didn't work for me.
0: Uh, here, uh, first of all, I made a misstep. I should have told you the budget to these movies and let you guess how much they made. Yeah, would have been, fun. been more fun. It would have. So we can start with this one since we have a few more to talk about. But let me tell you why the Night at the Roxbury is a failure. Because the sketch became a success because Jim Carrey was on it. Right. The movie, it, the movie didn't have Jim Carrey. If the movie had Jim Carrey, it would have maybe been. It could have possibly been one of Jim Carrey's funniest movies considering where you could go with jim carrey's physical you know facial kind of comedy but like you said this was just it's it's kind of my same complaint with mcgruber right it's it's a sketch right it's not a movie um okay night at the roxbury 17 million dollar budget how much money did it make uh i'll
2: say i'll say, say
0: 7.4 30 million really it turned a profit this one, they were right to capitalize on the fame of it.
2: Guess so, yeah. I, I'm stunned by that because like I, I the only thing I remember uh really about that movie is Chris Catan breaking the window with his head and being like, I broke the window again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: remember that. And, and clearly you liked that joke, so
0: I I did I did and the purple suit that Will Ferrell wore that's about it that's what yeah, I remember yeah. the, the, like you know the sheen
2: you know it, it's it's right. it also does speak to the star power of even at that point Will Ferrell as a as a as a lead and, and nothing against Chris Kattan but let's be real like it's Will Ferrell
0: right Chris Kattan is way more of an independent feel right
2: all right so, so that, that your... that was my number three so that's your two so my number two is the al franken led vehicle stewart saves his family
0: that's my number one so you can go we'll get you one last
2: all right um it's the same sort of idea again it's part of this is just my dislike of al franken now that i know who he really is too like he's awkward but Again, the Stuart Smalley family, or the Stuart Smalley character was really, really popular on Saturday Night Live when you could get it in four, you know, four-minute doses. You're good enough. You're smart enough. Doggone it. People like you. When you start getting into analyzing the problems that Stuart Smalley has with his family, no, please no. God, no. No. No.
0: That's it. That's my rant. Rant over. So, five out of the 11 movies made money. This was not one of them. Shocker. $6.3 million budget. How much money did they make, Patrick? Two. Two million? Yeah, we'll go with two million. $912,000. hoo Wow. Hey, oh, here's it let's go back to this one. Hold on, Superstar, fourteen million dollar budget. How much money did they make?
2: Uh, all you said. Have we hit all five of the ones that have gone over budget? I don't even know. Um, I'll say thirteen five.
0: Thirty million again.
2: Yeah. I I, back
0: to back. Thirty-one million to make Night of the Roxbury and Superstar to make sixty-two million.
2: Yeah, I mean, kudos to them. Like. They're yeah. shitty movies, but it, you made your money. So oh,
0: horrible, yeah. But Stuart Smalley, once again, it's the same theme, right? Not yeah, like barely a sketch, To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I would take it out of that theme, right? I yeah, I
2: don't, I don't even get, I don't, I don't even get who the producer would have been that would have been like, you know what? I think there's money to be made here, Uh and, and I don't know, I don't have IMDb up in front of me. It's just, it's just not something that has legs.
0: Okay. I'll tell you right now, Harold Ramis directed Al Franken wrote this and Paramount Pictures produced it. So Al Franken got Harold Ramis to get Paramount Pictures to do this. Yeah. because Well, and he,
2: and he and Harold Ramis were boys. Like they're, they were best, besties back in the day. So that, that checks, like that makes sense. Harold, Harold Ramis is, was a hell of a director when given the right material. I'm pretty sure Stuart Saves His Family was not the material they were looking for.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Enough said. All
2: right. So my (laughs) my number one worst Saturday Night Live film of all time. It's deeply personal, man. Like growing up during the height of that sketch, and having to listen to in high school the song for its Pat. Like for them to make a fucking movie about this thing that has just been made my teenage years hell. I'm not exactly what you would call cool in high school, and then this Saturday Night Live sketch comes out. then they make a goddamn movie out of it. It's a sketch that has no legs. It's horribly offensive. It's even more offensive nowadays, now that we know more about people like transgendered folks and, and identity. It's, it was an extremely poor taste then. It's, it's an even worse taste now. And I like Julia Sweeney. Like, Julia Sweeney does some great things. Uh, check her out in American Gods. She's terrific in the show American Gods, that uh, and it just wrapped up. That was on Stars. But the It's Pat character, just what did it make? Like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Did it was they did it film it in Canada?
0: All right. So the <laughs> I'm gonna let you guess what the budget was for this one too. What was uh, the budget for It's?
2: I would hope it was less than two billion dollars. <laughs>
0: It was eight million dollars. Oh
2: woof. How much did it make? A, go ahead, guess.
0: I said I said a hundred grand. No, no, there, okay. Sixty thousand eight hundred twenty two dollars. Wow. 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 Uh, that tells this, you all you need it, to know. This movie was written by Julia Sweeney, Jim Emerson, and Stephen Hibbert, and it was directed by Adam Bernstein, and the distributor was Buena Vista Pictures. So Disney?
2: Because Disney owns uh, Buena Vista? Say, wow! Well, they do.
0: Did they back then? I don't. I, know.
2: I don't remember. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they own Buena
0: Vista. It was, it was August, August of '94. So hard to say.
2: I, I think that tells you all you need to know about why that's the number one word. No controversy on this list, uh, and rightfully so, because that's that tells you all. You need. It was a god awful film, and yeah, Patrick's everywhere and Patricia's everywhere. Really hate that movie. So
0: Chris's Carrie's. Ex- yep.
2: Yeah, Kel- it's it, there. There is no time for androgyny. There's no time for Pat. That's. I think that's the note we're going to leave this worst list on. Mr. Tunney, thank you so much for jumping on the 5x5 again. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you out there in the Chairshot Radio Network?
0: Ah, Not a worry in the world. Always glad to be here. Um, Maybe one day we'll surprise you with a um, non-SNL 5x5, but I would bet the next one will be another SNL. I'm sure it will be, You can follow you can you can follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook. Please continue to listen to everything. Chairshot Radio Network. You can find that on the chairshot.com and by searching Chairshot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms.
2: And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Be sure to catch me on other shows on the Chairshot Radio Network, such as bandwagon nerds, the Greg DeMarco show. And hockey talk with Dave Ungar. Uh, hockey, hockey, game on! Come- yeah, game, game on! Good stuff. When we're not I doing catch. hockey talk, we're talking music, so it's it's always fun. We do musical chairs in the summertime, uh, which is also a lot of fun. We we never Sorry. do. I have a I have a great Spotify playlist for the chair shot that I made, and don't really know how to like share it and figure. We need to figure that out, um, but. Thanks, for, thanks again for coming on the show. I have a lot of fun talking to SNL. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the 5x5. Until next time, we will catch you. Thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the 5x5 on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com.